Hey guys, I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to the Efficiency Bee Podcast, where we focus our time, money, and energy on all the right things to enjoy our bold, balanced, and blessed lives. I'm your host, Melissa Leone. I'm on a mission to redefine feminism, and dare I say, end it. You've heard of a busy bee, a honeybee, a queen bee? This is Efficiency Bee. Hey, 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 you guys. How's it going today? This is the Efficiency Bee podcast, and I'm your host, Melissa Leone. Guess what? Supermom tried to kill me. I'm not kidding. She tried to kill me. And I've had this conversation with a few people over the last few days, and I felt like I just wanted to like come on and tell my story about being Supermom and how the bitch tried to come after me, and I killed her first. It's over. Supermom is dead. Um, so here's the way that this goes down. Several years ago, eight probably, my, my oldest is 10. So eight years ago, I started getting this reputation for being Supermom. It's probably because I was pregnant with my second child, working a full-time job, and had a toddler at home. And I think people think it's a compliment, right? To call somebody super mom. And it probably is intended to be one. I would only imagine that it's intended to be a compliment, but it didn't make me feel good. It made me feel responsible to do more. Um, and it also made me feel like maybe they thought I had magic powers. I don't know. It just, it never felt good for me. So flash forward, I ended up with three kids, um, and a job where I traveled a lot and the word "supermom" continued to follow me around. And I started to take on this persona of Supermom. Um, I can remember one ridiculous example of when I would travel I, and I would travel all over. So all over the world um, and domestically in the United States. And I remember on one trip, I was leaving for one day and my husband had our four month old son and I was breastfeeding still at the time. So I would be on the road pumping, like sitting on airport bathroom floors or, I mean, you can picture the ridiculousness of this. And my husband would be left home alone with our two toddlers and our newborn. So when I went on longer trips, um, if I was going internationally or if I had to be somewhere for a couple days, my mother-in-law would come and stay with my husband and the kids and help him get life done, right? I mean, he still has a full-time, did then and still does, has a full-time job, um, a very big career that takes a lot of his time and energy. And so this one particular time, I was leaving for one night and he, my mother-in-law was not going to come. And I felt like I just needed to do everything I possibly could to remove all of the discomfort that he or the children would be feeling. So um, we were in this habit of bathing the kids every night, all three of them, which by the way, we do not do anymore. And the kids are lucky if they get a bath once a week now. Um, But back then we used to do it every night. And I was so worried about him having any discomfort you guys, I put the toothpaste on the girls' toothbrushes ahead, like 10 hours ahead of time so that my husband wouldn't have to clean up the mess of the over-squished tube of toothpaste that my four-year-old did while he was getting my two-year-old out of the bathtub. Like, that's where my head was. I was so worried about the details of disruption 
that I was sending myself into this tizzy of making sure the details like the stupid toothpaste were done for him. Um, and that continued to perpetuate. I was like waiting on the whole family hand and foot and taking all this internal resentment on like, like a badge of honor um, and being that super mom that everybody kept calling me. And it, it eventually like tried to kill me. My stress level got so high. It turned into depression. Um, it turned into being overweight. It turned into like a whole mess of ridiculousness that I have since pulled myself out of. But I, I keep reflecting back on Supermom and why, why she did the things that she did. I mean, I was juggling a ridiculously busy career, which I loved and I had so much fun doing it and I was good at it and I got to be with people all the time and I got to travel and that was all like filling my cup in such a great way. I loved it. I had these three beautiful children who adored me and of course I adored them. I have an amazing husband, but I was furious, you guys, on the inside, like absolutely furious about the way my life was. And I could not figure out how it was ever going to stop. I just kept thinking like, this is my life. This putting toothpaste on the toothbrush is the way I'm going to be spending my waking hours forever. Um, and in one particularly vulnerable meltdown, and it was a total freaking meltdown, I screamed at my husband that he doesn't do anything. And I remember him looking at me and he was like, you don't want me to do anything. And at first I was like, you passive aggressive punk. <laughs> like what a stupid comment. But, but it really was a smart comment and it was completely accurate. I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but I absolutely was taking all of the tasks from everybody around me and making them mine. I was volunteering to be the... PTO president at the kids' school. I didn't want to do it, but I let myself get talked into it. Now, I made some incredible friends doing it, don't get me wrong, but I shouldn't have been doing it. It wasn't something I wanted to do. I just felt like I had to do it. Um, I became a Girl Scout troop leader again. I didn't want to do it, but nobody else stood up, so I felt like I had to be super mom and do it. Again, great friends, like grateful for the mistakes that I made, I guess, but I'm, I'm also reflecting on the fact that I was, I knew better. I knew better than to add that stress into my life. And I did it anyway. And I'm so passionate about where, how far I've come and how I have figured it out. Um, it's the premise of efficiency B, which will eventually become efficiency bitch. I, I love helping particularly working women, um, whether or not you have kids, I think is irrelevant. It definitely gets exaggerated if you have children and the more children you have, I think it compounds. Um, I mean, there's nothing to say that, that I'm busier than somebody without children who has fur babies or one child. We all live within just like our paychecks, right? We all live to the max of what we can we can manage in the moment. But somebody with five or seven kids certainly has a different level of busy than I do. And I see that. But I also see that people who have more on their plate 
need to figure out better, faster ways to do things. Otherwise you don't do things. So back then when I was putting toothpaste on toothbrushes for people who were going to brush their teeth 10 hours later, um, I wasn't working out. I was going through the drive-through constantly for myself and for the kids. Um, I was definitely not sleeping good. I was sleeping a lot because I felt like crap, but I wasn't sleeping good. And now today I have a full-time huge job with just as much travel. I have my own business, um, which is thriving and amazing. And you've heard me talk about two cents consulting, which is, um, I'm the co-owner of Two Cents Consulting. Like I've told you before, it's fractional CFO business. Um, We help small businesses with time and money. I have to plug it. Of course I do. Um, I've got this podcast, which is so fun for me. I usually have other people on uh, where it's conversational. But today I was just like thinking to myself over and over about crazy ass super mom. And I just wanted to have this conversation with myself. Um, I'm writing this book, which is done. Efficiency Bitch is the name of it. It's done. It's just an editing process. I own a trademark. Like, what is that? So cool. Um, And I've got these three humans who are getting straight A's. You know, I'm doing all the homework and all the things with them. They play sports. Like, I'm not missing any of the cool stuff. I'm getting all the stuff I want to get done done. And I still have time to relax. My husband and I just went to Vegas this weekend by ourselves and my family camps. And, you know, there are certainly stressful parts of my life, but by and large, my life is not stressful anymore. And it very much used to be a giant ball of stress that never left me. And now it's not like that. And I have so much passion for helping young women in particular from 20 to I'd say 35, you know, us older chicks count too, but I think like 35 to 40 is probably when I started to figure stuff out for myself. And my message here is really to help people who haven't learned it yet learn from me. Um, You don't have to do, you don't have to put toothpaste on your kids' toothbrushes. Like PS, it's okay if they don't brush their teeth twice a day. I mean, Ideally, you want them to, but like, who cares? (laughs) Really, if they miss their toothbrush one night or three nights, Um, I can remember like matching their socks when they were little and that's stupid. Like it's stupid. It's a waste of time. What I ended up doing is buying all three of my children white socks, all the same. Then it doesn't matter who has what socks. They all have the same damn socks. Um, Just things like that, that I used to spend so freaking much time and energy trying to manage. Um, It's insane. You know, we, we used to spend a lot of time and energy with school lunches too. I mean, my kids have been in daycare their whole lives, all of them. And we got really, really lucky with this amazing woman who had them in in in-home daycare um, when they were all very little. And I tried multiple things. So I had a Tudor time. I had a Goddard. I had, um, gosh, I don't even remember. We tried so many things with my oldest. And then when my oldest was two, I was pregnant with our second. We found this amazing woman named Dawn and she has an in-home preschool. And so she kept all of my kids through age five. Um, if you have little ones, look for these types of people. They just, 
takes so much pressure off of being a mom. Um, I, I'm a big advocate for the preschool, like the Goddard or the tutor time. Once they're older, like maybe four or five, I think that's awesome. But when they're little, little, in-home preschool is the way to go. Um, I loved the mixed age groups and and that was just a really cool thing for us. But okay, I'm tangenting. <laughs> go back. So I was talking about school lunches and we used to spend so much energy trying to get their damn school lunches ready for them. And I figured out that they really only eat the same couple things for lunch because when they're, when kids are at school at lunch period, they're talking a ton. So if you have kids in public school, you may know they probably only get 15 or 20 minutes to eat, but they really only use like five minutes to eat because the kids just shovel it in when they're hungry and then they talk and play the rest of the time. They don't need an hour to eat because um, guess what? They're not checking emails or making phone calls like grownups do on their lunch break. Kids don't need that. So we realized that that was insane and we asked each of the kids to pay attention to actually what they put into their mouths for about a week, you know, and said like, Hey, are you eating this? Are you throwing it away? Are you taking one bite? Are you throwing it away? And what was it? And they each gave us a couple things that they actually eat. And that's what we put in their lunches. And it's made life so much simpler. And in fact, now they make their lunches because they're old enough to do so. But that has saved so much energy from me. I used to like scour Pinterest for good ideas for lunchbox mixes or whatever else at the grocery store. And it's like, for what? For the kids don't eat it. They throw it away. They bring it home. They give it to their friends. And you spent all this time and energy trying to do it. So if you're a parent who spends more than 30 seconds making a lunchbox, I hope this helps you because it helped me so much. Just like the white sock trick. Like how come they don't teach us that in in parenting school, right? Like they should say to you as you leave the hospital, hey, don't buy your kids colored socks. Just buy all white for every human in your family and you're going to be good to go. I don't know. They should do that. I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's other things like that that I was doing that I didn't need to do. And those are good examples of the balls I was juggling that did not belong to me. They, I was juggling all these things and I was like, why am I juggling balls that aren't mine? They're my kids, like toothpaste on toothbrush or for my husband, right? Like, why am I doing things that belong to other people? And most people, you guys, are going to take the easy way. It's just the truth. And it's not that my husband's lazy or my kids were lazy. I would be taking the easy way too. Someone wants to do something for me, I'm going to let them. I don't know why I was, I was insisting on taking all these tasks. So one day I sat down in a total temper tantrum and I showed my husband the list of all the things I did, right? And it, it varies from getting the mail to sorting the mail to paying the bills to toothpaste on toothbrushes to, you know, like all this stupid shit that I was doing on a regular basis and he looked at it and he was like, yeah, okay, like I'll take these 10 things. Just like take them off your to-do list. I was like, really? Take them off my to-do list? Okay. So I did. And ever since he's just been doing them. Those are not items on my list anymore. Now, it's not like the, the stereotypical man stuff. It's not like take the trash out, right? Like that's dumb. I'm home. I work from home. I take the damn trash out. But 
he'll get the mail because he's driving home. We have one of those little cluster mailboxes. He's driving home and he'll go pick it up. Um, things like this. Really simple ways to maximize the energy that's already being exerted by the members of the household who are doing it. Because you guys, guess what? It can't be 50-50. There's 100% more work to be done when you add a human to the table. And then you add another one. And then you have another one. So in my case, 300% more stuff has to be done when three more humans enter the world and and need taken care of. Um, granted, now they can all like go to the bathroom by themselves, which they couldn't do for a long time. But it they also make giant messes now. Um, they also require a lot more attention when it comes to safety of certain things. They don't require attention on other things. For example, right now, they're all out playing in the backyard and I don't need to watch them. The safety nets on the pool, they're playing, having a good time. I'm in here recording a podcast. When they were little, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So things do change over time, of course. Um, but, but I've relinquished a lot of that control as well. You know, I, now that my husband just takes on a lot of things, um, without me having to do them, I definitely fill that gap with new things to add, but they're things that I want to do, not things that bother me. Um, I like making sure that the kids have photo albums, like paper printed photos, because I'm very nostalgic about the photos that I have of my great grandparents and their parents. And I want to make sure that those printed pictures are still around for other generations to look at, right? Because who knows what it's going to look like 30 or 40 years from now. So that's the kind of stuff that I can fill my time with, things that I enjoy. Um, there's other things that I don't enjoy that I have figured out how to move off my family's plate altogether. And if this is kind of what spurred this thought of this podcast for me is I have um, a, an incredible team of women who come to my home every Wednesday and clean my house. So there's three of them and they're here for about an hour and a half and they clean the house top to bottom, right? So they dust, they vacuum, they clean the bathrooms, clean the kitchens, mop the floors, all the things, but they're not my servants. Um, I clean before they come over, right? And I don't mean like I scrub the countertops, but like I make sure there's no dishes in the sink. I make sure the laundry's picked up. I make sure all the toys are done. I make sure that the house is cleanable for them to clean before they arrive. And, and that's really worked well for us. We started doing that when we were pregnant with our second kid. I actually took on um, doing some multi-level marketing, which if you've listened to my podcast, you know how much I um, support multi-level marketing. And if you've not listened to the Amanda Larson interview, I would suggest it. It's like maybe three episodes ago. Um, but she and I had this great conversation about multi-level marketing and what it does for people. And what it did for me back then was be able to afford a housekeeper. And I couldn't afford it without that. Um, so if you are looking for ways to do things like get a housekeeper once a week, twice a week, or, you know, every other week, I guess is what I meant once a month. I mean, there's different varieties that you can have people come to help. It really helps to uplevel your life in a big way. And it takes off so much pressure. And like I said, these women are here for an hour and a half. It would take me nine hours to do what they do guaranteed. 
And it's such a good feeling when they, when they're gone because this house is clean and I didn't have to do it. And my husband didn't have to do it. And God knows the kids wouldn't do it. Um, but I've taken it a step further, you know, as I've progressed in, um, my financial aptitude and I've, I've learned how to move money and allocate money into different things. Um, by no stretch of the imagination, am I wealthy, but I have certainly figured out how to make my money work for me. And, um, by doing two cents consulting, I've been able to afford, um, you know, different things like a personal assistant. So she helps me. I've talked about her before, but she helps me um, not only with some administrative stuff for my business, but she does the podcast editing for me and she helps me in my home. So she helps me fold and put away laundry. I still do laundry, but she helps me twice a week do it. She helps me, um, you know, run errands. If I have a bunch of random, like it's the kids are going back to school soon. So she helped me with all their back to school supplies, not only getting it, ordering it, but like labeling it, you know, all the crap that has to get done for back to school. So she helped me do all that. Um, she helps me with so many different things. I was always really irritated about my van. So I have a minivan because I could do a whole other podcast on why I have a minivan, but I have a minivan and it's always filthy because I, I firmly believe that my kids just need to be kids and I don't want to drive a luxury car or drive even a, a Kia for that matter and not let them live in it because I feel like life needs to be lived. So I have this minivan, but it's disgusting because the kids eat and drink and play and all the things and they're dirty. So I bought a unlimited car wash subscription for $29 a month. And my personal assistant takes my car once a week to get washed and puts gas in it. Like guys, I haven't put gas in my car in six months because I have somebody who helps me do it. Um, this things like this help make my life so much more relaxed. Um, and, and is it ridiculous and indulgent that I have somebody put gas in my car? You might be thinking that I think that, and I pay her $20 an hour. I pay her an incredible rate to do things that I don't have the time to do because I'm busy working on my business and making $150 an hour. I'm just throwing numbers out there for that one because I'm not going to tell you what I get paid for that, <laughs> but it's more than 20. And so what I guess I'm trying to say is that in order to make money, you have to spend money and if that means doing things like hiring a personal assistant or hiring a housekeeper or other things like this so that you can find the time to do the things you enjoy. I absolutely adore working on my business. It's not work for me. It's fun. I like it. I would rather do that than do my own laundry. And I will gladly pay somebody who is young. And I mean, she's, I think she's 21 or 22 trying to figure out what she's going to do next in her life. She's not going to be my personal assistant forever. She's way too talented for that. So as she's going through her, you know, early years of figuring it out, this is her side gig to, to keep herself afloat, right? Like she's going to start her own. Um, well, she already has started her own business and has this cool fashion line and I'm her side gig. So Find somebody who can help you, who you jive with, who can do cool stuff with you 
be an extension of you um, and, and let, be a little indulgent so that you can work hard and keep getting things moving forward, right? I mean, she's by no stretch of the imagination my servant, just like my housekeepers are not my servants. I try to take really good care of her. We went and got our nails done the other day. Um, you know, like, we'll... I, I treat her like a friend. Um, she's young enough to be my daughter, but she's not my daughter. <laughs> she's my friend's daughter. Um, but you know, you just, you got to find people who are, are good to you and you be good to them and they will help you up level your life and your space. And now I don't have to be super mom by myself. I get to be mom and I get to be a career woman and a business owner and a podcaster and all the things that I want to be individually um, without having the the pressure of being everything to everybody. I'm actually the opposite. I, I provide, I have many, many people who help me and I'm providing other people with the opportunities that I had with the multi-level marketing. Um, and I really believe that. And I, I've, I feel strongly about it. I have a friend who was teasing me the other day that I outsource everything. And I absolutely do. I mean, you guys, I have an app. It's called Plantin, P-L-A-N-T-I-N. I'm not being paid for this. <laughs> it's um, it like you take a picture of the plant and it, it identifies it and it tells you how frequently it needs to be watered. So I get an alert when I got to water the plant mic drop. Is that weird? But I love it because I used to kill plants like on the regular. And I always wanted to have plants that stayed alive, but I would, you know, water this one when it didn't need it. And I'd water that one too much. And they all have different needs, these plants. So just small examples of things that, hell yeah, I do. I outsource everything I possibly can. Um, or I get good at something so that I enjoy it and I want to do it myself. And I just wanted to share a little bit about those those little pieces of my life that have really helped. Um, today I'm busier than I have ever been before and I'm healthier than I've ever been. I work out every single day and I have time to do nothing and I have time to swim with my kids and I have time to do a podcast and I have time to write a book and go camping. And I didn't have that eight years ago when I was just had one job and one kid. So I guess my point is, Find the things that you love and do them and do them really well and get rid of the other stuff and stop letting Supermom try to kill you because I swear she will. All right, you guys, I'm done for the day. I feel a lot better. I just needed to get this all off my chest and I can't wait to talk again. Well, guys, that wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. Keep spreading that EB love and remember to find me on Facebook at Efficiency Bee. Until we meet again, be bold, be balanced, and stay blessed. See ya!